0: Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Stuck. It's, a, it's kind of a term I hear a lot. Somebody might say, I feel stuck. And um, I want to kind of think about how our life can be frozen sometimes, our relationships can get frozen. And I don't know about you, um, <clears throat> when you think about things getting stuck, there's several things that come to my mind. And uh, but for the believer, uh, God does not want us to get frozen. Like a relationship can get frozen when there's no movement, or it can be freezed framed, where we relate to people based on a certain event. A success or failure and it's almost like a snapshot we capture a moment and it's frozen okay and there's no real growth from that place there's really no uh, creativity from that place it's just something that's captured in time that's still now when you think about water when it reaches a certain degree and there's no movement that water changes from being something liquid into something Solid, right? And um, if you were to look at a mountain stream, you can see that in some cases the water can actually freeze at the very surface, but there's movement underneath the ice. Okay, and then there is those temperatures that drop, and actually the whole unit of water, or that whole area of water, becomes solid. So there's two different things I want to talk about today, and. Um, uh, Romans chapter six verse four. This is this is what God has for us to live in every day. Because we can look at our lives, and we can look at other people, and we can even look at our future, and be stuck, right? And God says, I don't want you to be stuck. I want to move you forward in my grace. I want you to be in a place where there is amazing possibilities available. Uh, to you. So in 6 4, it says this. It says, uh, Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and this is the part, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Walk in the newness of life. So when there's no movement, things start to crystallize, things start to freeze up and eventually become stagnant right we love water and we love a lake and we love a a stream and these things but movement keeps that water from stagnation and and how does a relationship keep moving how is it that my identity in Christ is something that does not freeze me or you in failure or freeze you and me in a place of discouragement, or in a place of um, wrong thinking. Because that can happen, right? You ever, somebody ever do something wrong to you, and then all of a sudden you freeze them in that event, and every time you see them, or I see them, that event pops up, and that person cannot be looked at outside that lens, right? That happens all the time. And Jesus says, I want to, I want to walk you through that. I want love to move you beyond that. I want my grace to abound over that so that there can be a newness of life, newness of life, right? Let's say trauma or abuse or failure can freeze us in that place. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm kind of introducing a few thoughts at once here and God says I want to break up the frozen ground. I want to break up that memory. I want to break up that stagnant relationship. I want to break up that place so that fruit can grow. Fruit can grow, okay? So so let me let me illustrate this today. So when things are frozen it's because they're not moving, okay? It can be something that maybe a, it can be a mindset right? A mindset can creep in and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this this will always be the same way because the last two or three times that this has happened, this has been the result. And all of a sudden we begin to define something and freeze it, okay? A church can crystallize, right? We can get too predictable. We can get too, um, things can get too familiar. Familiarity can Stop the movement of something in my life and all of a sudden we can live in a concept and things can get Predictable and even boring why because That flowing river is losing its flow. It's losing its direction and it's slowing down right and it can freeze through everyday life and eventually uh, It can be in a place where uh, it, It can totally stop right so that this, what I'm saying today is a mindset can have us looking backwards where newness has us looking forwards. Okay big difference. We learn from our past, we have a fragrance of memory, but our past does not, it should not define our future, right? Because our, our, our future is filled with possibilities because God is walking. For us. And I'd like us to look at that in Psalm 94. So maybe you feel stuck today. Maybe there's a sin or a discouragement or something in your life that's kind of frozen you. And our confession shows us if, if we're frozen, right? Right? Our confession can show us that. We remember our sin or we remember people's sin. Um, and then what happens? We are frozen. We are the frozen chosen. <laughs> right so so what's the answer I was I was uh, broiling frozen chicken nuggets from my son yesterday I'm like looking at these they're like rocks you know they're solid it's like and I was thinking is my faith like this is my faith like this frozen chicken nugget <laughs> and and we stick it in the boiler or the broiler not the boiler the broiler and what happens the heat comes in right, and thaws out this frozen rock, right, and my son loves chicken nuggets a little too much, I think. Don't we all love chicken nuggets? But the love of God comes in, the heat of grace and love and truth and wisdom, and it thaws us out, and we're no longer uh, these stingy, unmovable kind of Christians, but now there's cognitive agility. We're flexible. There's adaptability. There's flexibility. Why? Why? Because we're moving in grace. We're moving in truth. We're moving in mercy. We're moving in forgiveness. We're moving forward, right? We learn from our past, but we're not looking backwards as we're walking forwards, okay? All right, I just said a lot of things there. Look at Psalm 94. This is so good. So, Something that's totally frozen is something, or totally stopped, is when I become paralyzed. You ever met someone that panics? Maybe something triggers them, and all of a sudden, they were doing great, moving, and all of a sudden, they're stopped dead in their track, right? Fear does that, right? Fear does that. Fear seizes us up, right? It projects worst-case scenario. It projects my situation without God. And we become frozen. We stop dead in our tracks. And instead of having that cognitive agility where we're flexible, there's rebound, there's recovery, there's adaptability, and all of a sudden we're stuck, we're stopped. And we can be stuck for a long time. And even years if there's not this thawing out of truth. So being paralyzed or shut down are real things, right? We're triggered maybe. And all of a sudden, the past thing that was in my life years ago is living alive right now. And so something that, something someone could be frozen in words that were said, right? Somebody could say words and it can freeze us up because we believe that person's assessment of us that's opposed to God's assessment, right? We have to be so careful with words, right? Like um, someone might say, you won't amount it to anything. Uh, your life will never change. This is as good as it gets, or whatever uh, suffocating words, right? And we say no. God's assessment is is something much different, right? These are three things I'd like to leave with you as we look at Psalm 94. So look, notice this: God knows what's right around the corner, but we won't see it if we stop moving forward. Okay. This is good. God knows what's around the corner. But if we, we will not see it if we, if we stop moving forward. Number two, God knows who he's moving into your circle, but we won't get to meet those people if we decide to quit. Right? The devil is a master at that, right? He wants to put the brakes on. He wants us to be in a place of frozen and small thinking and negative outlooks. God knows the plans, number three, that he has for us. But, he, but we will never see them if we decide it's not worth getting through today. God knows his plans. That's why depression, oppression, compression, these are these are three huge words. Like Satan loves to push us down into the dirt. And, si- and he wants to kill the fight in us, right? Right? He wants to stop. Kill the motivation. Kill the drive. Kill it. And God is saying, Psalm 94, 19, this is what God is saying. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. There it is. There's the, boil, there's the broiler, right? I got a chicken nugget. It's a rock. But if I change the environment, guess what happens? It penetrates through the frozen the, the preserving agent, right? We thank God for freezers, right? They preserve food. But the heat of God's nature penetrates the, preser- the, the self-preservation, and we become soft. We become edible, right? And those were good chicken nuggets last night, right? With A little bit of barbecue sauce, right? Anyway, I'm getting hungry. Multitude of anxieties. Have you seen any anxieties around today? I mean the news is not good news I mean in a lot of in a lot of regards but we look into the bible and what happens we start to move again with the spirit we start to move in faith we start to move in the promises okay look at this in Psalm 139 this is the greatest hope right here cuz left to ourselves we will quit left to looking at the world we could quit but I love what it says here. God knows what's right around the corner. God knows, right? But it, we won't see it if we stop moving forward. Now, we understand that uh, the callings and work of God is without change in Romans eleven twenty nine, And God is encouraging us to keep moving in the spirit. Now, when we wait on him, being still doesn't mean that we're not moving. Being still means that we're now moving just with another spirit. And I think that's an important point. We're not called to sit on the couch and just say, I'm just waiting for God. Just waiting for God. Just pass me some more Doritos, right? You can't move a parked car, right? But instead, we're moving with another spirit, spirit of expectancy, a spirit of faith, a spirit of of looking to God and saying, Lord, I'm expecting from you. My situation may not change, but I'm expecting from you, right? And what happens? We have an inner fire that thaws out the outer the outer uh, environment that's trying to freeze us up, right? The inner fire keeps us agile. The inner fire keeps us flexible. The inner fire keeps us from stagnation, just like oil in a car. We don't put oil in our car. Guess what happens? Bad things happen, right? My brother had that. He went to Jiffy Lube years ago, and they forgot to put oil in his in his beautiful, uh, he had this uh, Volkswagen SUV at that time. Guy forgot to put the oil in the car. He's driving down the road, and in a short period of time, things started to seize. And that was a disaster. But fortunately, he got a new engine out of it. And then he sold the car and got another car. But anyway... When you seize an engine, it kind of that's the, that's the end of life, right? For that, but oil is important, right? Oil. But look at Psalm one thirty nine verse five. You have hedged me, or another word is you have walked before me and surrounded me behind and before, and you've laid your hand upon me. This is such a good. This is such a good verse. So let's say we're stuck. God says, I'm before you, I'm behind you, and my hand is on you. I am going to help you move forward. Move forward beyond the tragedy. Move forward beyond the abuse. Move forward to live with me without the past dominating your present. So so I, I think that's an important point because if... if if my past overwhelms my present, it's very easy to get stuck, right? We can freeze people in their sin. We can say, we can say, we can relate to them, treat them, come to a conclusion and say, that's how you are, that's how I'll always treat you. And God says, that's not the newness of life. That's not the newness of life. Isn't that, isn't that important? So we can pivot. We can pivot away from seeing people in the flesh. We can pivot away from seeing ourself based in our sin. How many of us can get stuck so quickly? A word, uh, uh, a perspective, uh, the devil's lie. The devil's always trying to freeze the believer, crystallize a church. Impersonal churches is one of the devil's greatest strat- strategy, you know, we were talking with someone just recently. We were in Houston this weekend, and um, they're experiencing explosive growth in Houston. It's amazing. I love to see that. And I asked somebody that was new, and I said, "I said, what? You know, they found us online, and and I, I said, you know, how's your experience here? And and of course, when you ask that question, you just prepare yourself, you know, because you want an honest answer, right? And they said, I love the personalness of this church. And we have this here in in greater grace all over the place. That spirit, a personal Christ, a personal word, a personal ministry dispels an impersonal ministry of the devil, right? Because Satan is not a person, right? He's not. So he wants to make it all about programs and just like a light switch. You turn it on and turn it off. But no, the ministry of the spirit is an ongoing flow ongoing flow. The ministry is like a river, right? It's not like a lake, right? A lake is great for recreation. It's totally, it's totally encapsulated. But in a church, there's a flow. People come in, people go out. But there's a flow, there's a move, it's moving, right? That's why people are going to come to your church and they're not going to, st- some will stay, some will not stay. And by the way, we want people to stay that God wants to stay. Amen? So what happens when I lose my motivation? What happens when I uh, slow down from a run to a jog to a walk and then to a standing? And then in Psalm 1, there's a sitting. What happens? Well, I want to tap into the newness of life. Jesus says, I don't want you to look at that person or yourself based in the past. I want you to walk in the newness of life. What does that mean? Everything is new today. You're new. I'm new. It's good, isn't it? Now, I know Tom. I've known Tom for a long time. And I have the choice to see Tom in yesterday or I can see Tom in today. It'll depend it'll depend if my relationship with Tom is frozen or if it's alive and moving. If the relationship stinks, because that's what happens when things get stagnant. I can look at Tom and his sin. By the way, he doesn't he doesn't sin. No, just joking. He's a wicked sinner. No. I'm just saying I can relate to Tom that way, and my relationship will be very different, right? Because I'll try to change Tom, or Tom will try to change me. And I'm using you as an example. I hope that's okay. I'll lose my newness. I'll become familiar with Tom. I'll remember what he didn't do or should have done, or what he did do and I didn't like. Or these are just examples. Or it's newness. I can see Tom in mercy. I can see Tom in grace. I can see Tom in uh, in the new the new creation. This will drastically change our relationships. Why? No ledger. I love that. No ledger. I'm not keeping tracks of wrongs. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 love keeps no account of wrongs. Wow. Imagine that in my marriage. Imagine that in my working relationship. Imagine that with my enemy. And that is not easy. That it takes a choice and it takes constant recovery. Okay? It takes a decision that says I am not going to be one of the frozen chosen. I'm not going to be a f- that's the title of my message. Are you a frozen chicken nugget? That's the, that's the title of my message. It's a very deep message. I'm serious actually. I'm kind of joking here, but I'm not. It's like we can be frozen. Right? You ever bite something that's frozen? You break your teeth, right? It's the same principle here. God is God is looking let's look at Hosea 10:12 to break up the fallow ground, Hosea Hosea 10-12. That's Hosea Joel, right? It's in the Old Testament. So constantly we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind because the devil is actively trying to freeze things up. He doesn't want us to be adaptable, right? He wants us to live in this spirit of... Yesterday, notice this, our view of tomorrow is limited by what we can see today. Our view of tomorrow is limited by what we can see today. I'm going to say it again. Our view of tomorrow, I talk to young people and they are are fearful about their future. A lot of unknowns, right? All of us for that matter, not just young people, all of us. Our view of tomorrow is limited by what we can see today. So in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, we want to be focused on the unseen. We want to be focused on the unseen because the unseen shows us the eternal. Okay, That's why, have you ever noticed coming to church, there's a thousand reasons that the devil wants to hijack our time with the body. Why? Because... It's the unseen reality that should control my present reality. CNN, Fox News, ABC, uh, NBC, whatever, Facebook, whatever news, wherever you get it, it is certainly a reality, but it's not controlling our present reality. Why? Because the unseen reality of God is the truth that keeps us from being the frozen chosen. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I, what kind of decisions am I going to make? How am I going to raise my family? How am I going to uh, have healthy relationships that fulfill us? It's going to happen because God is moving before us. God is preparing the way. God is speaking newness. God is moving. God is motivating. God is showing us our reality today. Listen, what we see is not all the reality. Just like you look at Sue Carr for a minute, right? It's like the tip of the iceberg, right? We see 2% of Sue, right? Maybe. But the reality of Sue's life in the kingdom is exponential. It's measureless. Right? Right? It's amazing, right, Karen? It's like people are buried treasures. It's like, we see that iceberg. We see the tip of the iceberg. If I relate to people on only the 2, 5, or 8, 10% of what I know of them, I'm missing 90% of what God has for that person. You see what I'm saying? So with God's eyes, God's ears, God's heart, which we don't have, but we put it on in, in Ephesians 4 24. We put on Christ's eyes, put on Christ's ears, put on Christ's hands, put on Christ's feet, then guess what? We look at the whole person, and we're not frozen. We're not frozen, and that's why we lay aside those things that easily beset us in Hebrews 12, 1. and we do that by putting on Christ, and our view of tomorrow is not limited by our own natural reasoning, but it is expanded because we see Christ today. We have a grace orientation. We have a grace viewpoint, a grace language, Right? This is this is good word, right? You still with me? You guys, amen? Do I hear an amen? One person, okay. Do I hear an amen? <laughs> Hosea ten twelve. Look at this. Break up the fallow ground. You see that? Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Boy. I love looking at green. I, I love looking at green prairies, don't you? Kentucky, I think, is the most greenest state that I've ever been in. It's just beautiful prairies. But do you know what the problem is with a prairie? There's no fruit. There's no fruit. I mean, I love green, and, and but green, the green prairie doesn't feed me, right? God brings in the bulldozer, right? Breaks up the fallow ground and plants the seed of mercy, plants the seed of truth plants the seed of forgiveness, plants the seed of love. And what happens? Then we have trees of righteousness, trees that bear fruit of hope. There's a lot of hope today. Why? Because God knows what's right around the corner. Not CNN, right? I don't like CNN personally. Uh, I, the, the CNN ha- has a great acrony- acronym and that first word is communist, right? For the, but I'll just leave it right there. Uh, God knows what's around the corner. I'm not. I don't mean we put our head in the sand. I'm not saying we have to be naive, but God knows what's around the corner. But we won't see it if we stop looking at God. If we stop moving forward, right? We'll miss the whole opportunity. What a great time to share the gospel, amen. What a great time to plant churches. What a great time to love our neighbor. What a great time to be bold. What a great time to be brave in the spirit. Why? Because we do not, we're not consumed with the scene. God knows who he's moving into our lives. Hey, I want to meet who God's bringing into our life. Amen? Right? Who will God add to your life in 2023? Who will God um, bless you with? What will God reduce in your life in 2023, right? If we quit, we'll miss it. All right. This is good. Maybe I'll just close with that. Break up your fallow ground. Notice that God is breaking it up. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. Well, be still, right? If we're in quicksand, what happens if we're moving? We sink, right? the riptide. What happened? Ever, 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 has anyone ever been caught in a riptide? It's dangerous, right? What do you do? Do You do you swim against the riptide? No. You swim sideways. You're, you slow it down. So being still and mo- being moved in the right spirit is so valuable so that we don't panic, so that fear isn't our narrative, so that we don't just look at things and cancel people out, cut people off, chop this. I mean, if it's toxic, if it's unhealthy, yes. But sometimes we push away the thing that is God's answer, <laughs> right? We do. Somebody said this to me, hurt people hurt people and we know that. But they said the be part of it which I loved free people, free people. Isn't that good? So your freedom, your life with Christ, your newness will release people around you. Isn't that good? So let's keep it simple. Amen. If you're stuck today, maybe, let's say you're in quicksand today. God has a branch to pull you out. And it might be a brother or a sister in the Lord. May, it might be a Bible verse. This verse released me today. Psalm 139.5. God, you are walking before me. I have nothing to fear. God, your hand is on me. I don't have to worry about any other influence in my life. I just need to feel, walk, and sense the hand of God in your life. So if you're stuck today, God will keep you moving. Amen? The Spirit will keep you moving. Amen? Amen, Tom? All right. Tom says amen. Lord, thank you today, Father. We know, we know that you are, you have good prepared for us. We are not naive. We know that these are dark days and trouble is all around us. But your words comfort and deliver us from our anxieties. Lord, help us to hear your voice today. Help us to grab a hold of the hand that is outstretched to us today. Help us to uh, take our our. Spirit our fear, and cast it, and let perfect love cast away anything that causes us to be small-minded or causes us to be frozen. And Lord, help us to forgive and help us to let go of things that have frozen us, Lord. We bless your name. Bless our service tonight. We draw people to, uh, to hear the message you've prepared tonight. We just bless your name in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Any co- we can talk. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.